Evening all, how are we? Um, running a little bit behind this evening, another really busy day in the office. Lots of people in court this week, so it's keeping me somewhat distracted. Okay, let me just check I've got everything switched on and recording, because Paddy's not here tonight, so I'm on my own. Um, evening to everybody on TikTok, hope you're well. You're about to hear people asking me some questions in Discord, so if you want to come over and ask a question, download the app, click on the link in my bio, and that's how you do it. Hi Zoe, thank you for joining me again. Um, my special mods always giving me a hand on the TikTok. Just waiting for a few more people to join us in Discord and some hands to go up. Evening Donna, how are you? Um, glad that you can all join me again. Life of the Bee, hi, uh, how are you? I'm going to kick off in a minute with some questions on Discord. Feel free, guys, to put your questions on TikTok. Hi, Emma Louise. I do try to get to the TikTok. It's just that TikTok goes really fast. Um, so, hello, Emma. How are you? Um, you're the only lives I ever watch. Well, bless you, Lee. I hope you get something from it. Right, let's kick off. We've got a couple of hands up in the lounge already. So, Big Mama, you are up first whenever you're ready. Hiya. Yeah, sorry. That's so, all right. Uh, I'm about six weeks away from my final order. Yeah. Um, his uh, ex-husband's still not wanting to talk about financials. Um, I'm not sure he'll agree to go to mediation. So what do I do from here? I mean, if I make an appointment for mediation and he doesn't turn up, then what do I do? Well, if he doesn't turn up, then the mediator can give you the MIAMS form. And that's the first form that you need in order to make the financial application because that's the next step. So then you'd complete what we call a form A and you're going to have to attach your MIAMS form to the form A. Okay. All right. Uh, and then what will happen with that? Does it... So then that you, you'll send that off to court. Um, you'll tell the court what you're hoping to, um, to get, you know, an order that says a pension share or maintenance order, whatever it might be. And then the court will send you back a hearing date. And that's generally mm -hmm. about three months ahead of uh, when you send your application in, generally about three months. And then once you get your hearing date, um, just before the hearing, about a month before, you have to file the form, uh, yeah, for me. Um, so what you need to do then is start completing the form me and then you'll both exchange them before the hearing date. Right, okay. Um, and also, um, if it does end up going to court, um, is it a case of they can see like all of our bank accounts and savings and things like that? Like he is likely to hide and get rid of stuff as quick as he can. Yeah. Yes. That. Yeah. True. And you and you go back twelve months. So the form E will ha attach um, statements for all your bank accounts, all your debts, all your uh, pensions, everything like that for the last twelve months. Okay, that's great. Thank yeah. you. You're welcome. Thanks. Bye. Bye. Uh, Fruity Pebble, you are up next. Uh, it's, a bit, it's a bit of a long-winded one. First of all, I just want to say thank you so much for what you do. Oh, <laughs> you're welcome. Thank you it's for that. It's really good then for me. Um, oh. uh, don't even know where to begin, to be honest. Um, long story short, um, there were some care proceedings that happened last year. Um, it's resulted in supervision order back in my care. Um, with the agreement that my son, because he's got additional needs, that um, the children go over to paternal grandparents every other weekend because dad has to be supervised. Yeah. Um, now, my issue is there's been many, many concerns raised and the social workers keep saying that there's like nothing 
concerning to them, even though my solicitor has said otherwise. But obviously, my solicitor now has left the case because the case has been closed. And I just don't know whether it might be worth going back to the courts or I don't really know what to do. <laughs> so what what's your concern? The, the safeguarding <laughs> issues whilst in the care of the grandparents, is that what you're saying? Correct, yes. Okay, so do you feel that it's because the grandparents aren't doing anything or they're just not able to cope with the safeguarding? Um, it's actually the grandparents that are the safeguarding concern. Ah, um, my daughter's okay. got a lot of health needs and they're constantly yeah. being neglected. Um, there's just, you know, we've made arrangements with the social services. There's yeah. no um, CAO in order because obviously my son's needs. Yeah. Um, and like, it's just, you know, we put in agreements in place and within days she's broken them. You know, my daughter and my son are sharing with their twin uncles who have both got additional needs. My daughter's only three. Yeah. Um, and I said, you know, I'm, I'm not exactly happy about that. Um, and social services have said, okay, well, we'll come up with another plan. And within a day, it got broken. And I've raised it with the social worker. And she said, oh, well, apparently it was an accident. And I'm like, okay, yeah, but, you know, this arrangement has been agreed upon between three parties, essentially. Um, and, yeah, it just seems like any chance that they can, there's chopping and changing happening. And anything that I put forward just kind of gets shut down. So I don't know whether to go back to the courts because the courts always had concerns about you know, the lack of support with children's services yeah. and things like that. And I really yeah. don't really want to go back to court. <laughs> yeah, no, I know, I know. I think I think that the writing's on the wall, though, and, and I would say that you potentially should be taking the matter back to court. Ultimately, you are the main carer of these children and therefore you have 100% responsibility. If it gets to a, a place where you actually think the children are too at risk, then you know that you can stop contact regardless of what order's in place. But I think absolutely take it back to court you're going to have to ask the court to vary what we've got existing by way of court order yeah. uh, and then from there then um, it's a case of just knowing um, what the other options are and, and put those options forward because that's the thing like I've spoken to the children's services social worker today and I said you know this is what my solicitor is saying that there's no order in place and that yeah. technically the grandparents you know, I don't have to promote the contact if I feel it's not working, yeah. which, you know, I've shown her the email yeah. and she's basically, anytime I bring up any safeguarding concerns or emails that kind of legally I'm allowed to do, um, you know, of what legally I can and can't do, she yeah. just kind of disregards it and just kind of ignores it. And I'm like, do I complain to the manager or do I just take it back to the courts? Because anytime I say, you know, this isn't working, it's always, oh, but we've got to promote the contact. Yeah, I think, like, yeah, I think, 100%, yeah, <laughs> no, and, and I think just complaining to the manager, it just becomes an internal affair. Do you know what I mean? That's going to yeah. be swarmed with red tape and policy and procedure and all the rest of it. And ultimately, that doesn't help the children. You know, meanwhile, over here, the children have still got the safeguarding concerns. Just take it back is what I would do. All right. Thank you yeah. so much, Tracy. You're welcome. You too. <laughs> thank you. <laughs> bye bye. Thank you so much. Cheers, mate. Uh, Kazi, you are next up on my list whenever you are ready. I was just listening to um to the other um, lady on before yeah. one was just on talking about um, going to court and yeah. um filling out the forms for financial um sort of disclosure really or, or yeah. to sort out the finances. I'm in yeah. I'm in that position. I kind of filed my um forms in at court already and um sort of waiting to get back a date. So I'm aware that at some point I'm gonna have to sort of um, just you know, you know for, I think it's for me, isn't it? For yeah. like filling out the financial stuff, I'm going to need them to go back further than twelve months because um, 
I, I'm, I'm pretty sure that he has, um, hit, you know, hidden assets and he's kind of made himself poor. And I need to kind of have that as evidence, really, to show like this man, you know, has kind of it was working a really, really well paid job. He's now um, in with his within his family and now he's um, apparently resigned um, yeah. and not working at all. And I just think I just think it's like a, just a load of rubbish. And I just think. You know, I need to, I need to prove this. So, what can I do, really, in in terms of when it gets that point in court? So, once you have completed the four me's and swapped them with each other, mm-hmm. the next thing or the next step is to do questionnaires. And okay. within the questionnaires, you can then ask for more statements. And okay. when you then go to court for your first appointment, the court will have the for me and your questionnaire. And okay. you can, if, if the other side object to it and say, well, a questionnaire is asking for, you know, two years worth of accounts, which, you know, the for me is quite clear and it just says 12 months. That gives you the um, opener to then say to the court, oh, yes, but the reason I've asked the question and I'm asking for more bank statements is because of this, this, this and this. OK, the okay. court will then order because at that first appointment, one of the jobs that the court will do is to look through each party's questionnaire and make sure it's appropriate. And it okay. will it will at times strike out questions that it doesn't feel are appropriate or it will rephrase them. OK, so okay. if your question is left in with regard to going back even further than 12 months, then he's ordered to provide that. So that that's fine. That That's how you would okay. do it, though. OK, that's great. Thank you. That's a, that's reassuring. Great. Good. Thank you so much. You're welcome. Okay. Bye. Bye. Uh, Gilly. Gilly, Gilly, you are next um, up, um, whatever your question is. Oh, you're right. Yeah, what it is, um, I had a uh, court, a uh, child arrangement order put in by the court slash uh, over, just over a year ago. Yeah. Uh, my ex partner in March then decided, uh, her and her solicitor, her legal team, just decided to uh, stop contact altogether uh, for no real reason. Um, I put forward for a court enforcement order. Uh, we had a. A date in court last month uh, with a, a court legal advisor. Yeah. Now, he started off where I could see my kids every Saturday again. Now, uh, we had to wait for a, a safeguard report to be done by CAFCAST. Now, we've had that done. Yeah. Um, they've come back and they basically said they, there was no real reason for contact to stop. So they don't understand why it stopped. And it should go back to how it was originally was. Yeah. Now, all of a sudden, the uh, the access solicitor got back in touch with me, and they've literally reversed everything, and they want to take it back to normal. Um, because right. CAFCAS have said in their uh, report that they're leaving the enforcement order up to me whether or not I want to carry on with it. Now, I'm concerned that if I don't carry on with a court enforcement order, that um, my ex will just keep doing this back and forth where she stops me having contact for no reason. Um, so I'm wondering if I should just accept the overnight stays again and take it back to how it was, or go forward with the enforcement order. I I would go, well, is the enforcement order, first of all, going to get you more contact? Because obviously we haven't explored what contact's been offered and what contact's been agreed. So will no, the... Uh, sorry, go on, uh, go on, carry on. I was just going to say, will the if you agree to what they're suggesting, is that going to limit the contact compared to what you would be asking for via the enforcement? Uh, no, the contact would be better. I mean, some of the things they've put in their draft order uh, is saying that I'm not allowed to speak to my son about educational uh, edu- edu- educational things, which I think is a bit strange considering I'm 
like in contact with both my kids' uh, schools quite often to find out how their education or needs are and everything. Um, so I found, found that a bit uh, bit funny that she said that in the, in the draft. Uh, but my days, collection times, and drop-off times would stay to how they originally were. Okay, so there's going to be there's going to well, if you can then get the same sort of contact without going back to court, I would enter into um, an agreement. You know, that enter into a, a new order by agreement. Yeah, but how do I go about stopping her from doing this, uh, this, this, this stuff? Because it's not the first time she's done it. Right? Well, just yeah, this is the thing. I mean, what we would do if we were before the court is perhaps suggest that we go for a penal notice. So a penal yeah. notice is something that's attached to the order and it will have consequences if somebody breaches the order. So that's one right. remedy. Obviously, if you're trying to agree something via consent, they may not be in agreement to doing a penal notice. And you might actually yeah. start off by saying, well, I'll agree by consent and then changing your mind and thinking, you know what, I'm going to go back to court because I want that penal notice attached. Yeah. Yeah, it's going back to the court on 17th for this, this month um, to see uh, what just, well, it's for her legal team and the uh, court advisors the, the legal advisors of the court um it's me and my ex-partner haven't got to be there at court so it's for them to go over the the calf test uh, report right okay uh, and I so think they want to get uh, they're pushing for this agreement before that my uh, ex's legal team are yeah it sounds like a, an advocates meeting i mean ultimately any any sort of child arrangements order that's made you and your ex are going to have to be present um, so this may yeah. be like sort of a pre-hearing or an advocates meeting is what they're called um, hearing. Yeah. Um, I, th I would suggest that you push for the penal notice. So at least there's consequences right. if she decides to stop contact again. Um, yeah, you can absolutely. also you can also ask for some um, preambles to, to be put in there. So before we actually get into the body of the order, I would start, I would have things recorded in there. Um, so you would yeah. say, you know, contact with the father continued until this date. As of this date, yeah. mother decided to stop the contact. Um, you know, the matter was returned to court. And it just gives a sort of bullet point plotted history of what took place and it's always important to record that because if we are back yeah. before the court next year or whenever in 18 months we have that on the face of the order okay yeah, so, so it's a preambles and sorry what was the other one that I asked for it it so you're going to have your order oh um a penal yeah. notice so you'll have a penal notice in the body of the order that's what the court's ordering but then you'll yeah. have like some recitals or some preambles and and they will just be as i say you know a, a little bit of history as to what's happened in the past yeah that's fine all right that's very that's very nice thanks very much for that. no worries that's fine bye Bye bye. Um, so a couple of questions on TikTok. Um, somebody's asking me about making a legal aid application and how you start that. You have to be granted legal aid in the first instance. So what you need to do is give the civil legal advice line a call and you can phone them on 0345. 345-4345. And if you, some of you are frantically running around looking for a pen, uh, by all means go and get the pen and I will give out that number again in about five minutes, okay? But it's 0345-345-4345, civil legal advice line. Um, somebody else asked a question on TikTok about their ex lying to the CSA. We don't get involved in any matters of child maintenance at all over on the family court arena. 
London Father, I was just about to come to you, but you've dropped out. By all means, put your hand up again. Um, so unfortunately, won't be able to help you there. I'm sorry. But if they have lied, then just go back to the CMS and let them know that. Right, London Father, you are next up. What's your question? I think you may have just covered this uh, with regards to your last question, but it was to do with a child maintenance question. Right. Um, I've been given a tribunal date to appear. Um, basically, several appeals have been made by my former partner, but I, I don't suppose you would have any pointers or anything that you can advise in terms of that? No. You mean she's appealing because she feels that she's worth, um, that you should be paying more? Is that what you mean? So, yeah, there were two failed appeals that, have gone in already and um, she's appealed on the basis that uh, I'm not paying as much rent as I was previously although my employment hasn't changed at all yeah uh, so she is that's her grounds for appealing for more money um so it's now on the third appeal it's actually gone to a tribunal so I've been given a hearing but I wasn't sure whether or not I, I it would warrant me getting some kind of representation there I think if if she is saying that um, you should be paying more and you are in employed work and and, and this isn't advice, don't get me wrong, we, we don't deal with the CMS, but it seems yeah. logical to me because any court or tribunal is going to act on the evidence in front of it. And if, it, if I were in your yeah. shoes, I would be bringing along um, my last six pay slips, my P60 as complete evidence of what I'm earning and my bank statements to actually show here's my pay slip to show that I get X amount per month and here it is being paid into the into the bank and here's my P60 if you think that there's more pay slips and there isn't and and I would yeah. I would bring enough evidence that you don't leave the tribunal with any other option but to agree this is your income these are your outgoings and this is all you've got left yeah well I, I mean the, the thing that confuses me most about the situation is that twice they've already been in touch with HMRC and all my, you know, my income has been divulged to them. So they know exactly what it is. I'm not self-employed. I work for the NHS. Right. So all, you know, every, everything that I earn is completely clear. Um, and again, CMS twice have come back and said there's no grounds for it, but she's gone and made a third appeal. Um, I, I would I, mean, I would also um, I would also ask that any order that's made includes a direction or an order that she can't do this again because it could yeah. be that it's just vexatious. Do you know what I mean? It, it could be, we, you know, we, we call them vexatious litigants on the other side where they simply want to go to court for the sake of going to court. Do you know what I mean? And there's no other reason than that. So yeah, that, you, that you can, yeah, you can stop that by, by again, sort of, letting the tribunal know, look, we, she's had everything. You know, she's been told by NHS and HMRC and even the CMS that there isn't anything. Um, so ultimately, what what's going on, you know, and, and get a direct, we call it a direction over in the family court. I'm not sure what they call it in the tribunal um, arena. Be an equivalent. Yeah, but there'll be yeah. an equivalent to a direction that she can't do this again, you know, especially when you're when you're NHS. I mean, it, it, it's so easy um, when you're in paid employment like that just to prove what your income is. It's so easy. Yeah, exactly. Um, and then just finally, if I was to instruct uh, some representation there, um, would I be able to then claim costs back or is that just not, not a possibility in this scenario? You see, again, I, because we I don't get involved in that, I honestly wouldn't know. I really wouldn't no, know. Um, but but what you can do is you can ask the tribunal at the end. In family law, how it works is we wait until the end of the matter and then we would ask about costs. 
So I would wait until the end of the tribunal. They won't advise you as to your, your prospects of success, but they'll certainly tell you the forms and that and what to fill out. That's great. Well, thank you very much for your advice. You're welcome. Thanks. Bye. Thank Bye. Sorry, guys. I do keep freezing, I think. I've had a couple of calls since I've been on. My brother's just tried to call me and somebody else just tried to call me. Um, and I didn't go on silent before the call. So apologies if I'm freezing. Hopefully I've unfrozen now. Um, someone just asked a question on TikTok. Could you advise on a divorce? Began online in May 2021 and it was switched to a paper application in July 2021. Um, I'm not sure what the question is. Is it because of the delay? Um, there is a delay with paper applications. So in April of this year, we went um, no-fault divorce and we can upline everything onto the portal and it's just incredibly fast now. What's happened is it's made our paper applications even slower. Um, I have one paper application and I've been over a year trying to get this lady's decree nicer. driving me insane. Um, just a tip, guys, there's quite a few people in the lounge this evening, but nobody's got their hand up. So for those of you on TikTok that want to come over and ask me a question live, by all means, do so. Hebe has just put their hand up, so I'm going to ask um, them to ask their question. But yeah, get in now while it's quiet. It does tend to get busy at about half six. Um, so there we go. Hebe, what's your question? Hiya. Hello. Um, so I spoke to you last week. Yeah. Um, today I told my um, husband that I want a divorce. Okay. I lived with him in his house for three years prior to moving into the house we had together. And he put the deposit down um, from the equity for his old house. Well, yeah. he said if he pays the deposit, I would pay towards kind of furnishing and uh, doing the house up. Now that I'm going for a divorce, he's refusing with the house 50-50, saying that he wants his deposit back, then split it 50-50 after that. I've also got two kids that he, yeah. and he's uh, refusing to engage with child maintenance talks as well. My other concern was that because I earn more, actually... Um, I'm a little bit worried that he may get away with asking for a deposit if I then turn around and say, well, don't come after my pension and I'm just stuck. <laughs> yeah, no, I understand. So the marriage is three years, but how long is the relationship? Have you lived together? So the marriage is actually four and a half years. Okay. Um, the relationship is about five. It was a quick semi-arranged thing at the beginning, but then we started dating and yeah. Escalated quite quickly. Yeah. <laughs> Too quickly, probably. Yeah. I mean, obviously, I can't give you any specifics, so I'm just going to give you some some generalised um, suggestions um, because it, it's not advice. Um, the marriage is short. That's would be my starting point. Um, so there's every chance that he would succeed in getting his deposit back. Oh, Hebe's dropped out. What a shame. Hebe, if you're still, oh, you are still in the audience. So I'm going to keep talking. I know you've put your hand up again. Um, so the marriage is quite short. Um, and in that regards, he may then succeed in asking for his deposit back. That would be the first thing that I would say. Um, the fact that you earn more than him um, may also give him grounds to have his deposit back because it could be that you have a stronger um, mortgage borrowing capacity than he does. However, the scales then might flip back into your favour because obviously you have the two children, I'm going to assume, and I shouldn't assume, um, but 
most most of our society the children stay with mom that's just how how it works um in in our society so if that was the case he be then they would it, the scales would flip back again let me just invite you up again to speak um so you know based on on that he he may well succeed in getting his deposit back but and again i have no idea of the um, the numbers and what we're talking about if we're talking about tens of thousands or hundreds of thousands either way it you would you know serve yourself well to go and get some legal advice is what I would say yeah I, well I met a lawyer last week and Good. he said he's going to try and push for well if we can get it kind of 50 50 agreed yes so and then on the grounds that if we agree 50 50 but he then doesn't come after my pension and he doesn't maybe doesn't have to pay child maintenance for instance okay. but actually it is tens of thousands it's not hundreds of thousands. okay okay However, um because i cohabited with him in his old house yeah and then moved into this one but you know and actually i'd offered to put down for the deposit and he refused at that point but i know that really doesn't you know that's all kind no, it of yeah but i've then paid more into the mortgage because I earn more, I've always contributed more into the joint account as well. Doesn't and yeah, it doesn't it doesn't carry any weight when you're married. Doesn't matter who pays what yeah. when you're married. Yeah, unfortunately. Yeah. And then I will get the children, yeah. He's not um yeah. And I've now I've moved from Solihull, but I've moved back up north now. Okay. So I've left the house and I'm can really like camping out in my parents' living room. Yeah. Even though I earn more because I can't afford a deposit. Yeah. If I don't get fifty of the equity from that house because yeah. we still have so seeing as we've only been in the new house for just over a year the majority of the mortgage is still to pay so actually yeah, yeah it's a mess and, and it, 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 it is a mess and and sometimes that when you leave because you have to because circumstances dictate that's going to be a much better resolve to actually leave rather than stay you then create a situation whereby the person who has remained in the matrimonial home then has no incentive to settle because actually they're quite happy. They've got the house all to yeah. themselves. And do you know what I mean? It's it's one of those catch-22s. Um, I mean, well, I've moved because I have more support here. Yeah. But I'm, yeah. I'm having to resign my job where I earn more. I will mm. get another job, I hope, if I because I work for the NHS touch it. But like the... The inconvenience from all of this, and it was because of his infidelity on top of, you know, and it's just like, it, I just, yeah, I just feel really hard done by by yeah. it because I yeah. moved to him as well in the first place and yeah. compromised career at that point and my two maternity leaves based on his agenda and, you know, and you're just sitting back going, oh, I was such an idiot. Like, no, not 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 at all. I mean, look, we're all amazing with hindsight, aren't we? I'm, and you know, one of the reasons I I do the the this channel and and I do the TikTok is because education is a wonderful thing. And I think whilst we all fall in love and we all have that lovely romantic notion, especially all the females out there, you really do have to protect yourself. You really, really do. You know, obviously, I see a small section of society, um, but all I see is people who haven't protected themselves and you know it, it's such a simple fix if we can get to people before they get into that relationship you know people don't appreciate that when you get married you're entering into a legal contract it's like it's a contract you know and people just do it in 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 a heartbeat so don't beat yourself up too much Hebe. the great news is that you are actually taking legal advice so i'm pleased about that so thank all the you, best thank you for your help all right no problem thank you bye-bye 
Bingo, you are next on my list. Um, I just feel, at the moment, I feel as though I'm stuck. Okay. Because he's just ignoring, there was a letter sent out beginning of September and he's just completely ignoring it. He's ignoring a solicitor's letter, he's, he's not disclosing things, he's, in fact, he's not even communicating now. So what happens and what should I be asking or what should I be asking so is this first of all is it children or finance 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 okay so you've you've set out your position to him um the divorce has started he's not engaging have you tried mediation he's probably not going to engage in that no to court no, appli- it's been, it's it's, been uh, domestic abuse yeah it's a, it's a court application isn't it so that's all you can do um, and if he doesn't engage with that, at least the remedy there to you is that the court can make an order in his absence. All right. Well, we, there, there is a court date. Oh, good. Um, this month. Yeah. Um, but it's not engaged. What if he doesn't turn up? Not, I don't, but this is, yeah, I mean, it's pain. It's a right pain in the bum. But as I say, if he doesn't engage in the court process, doesn't turn up, doesn't file his for me and all the other bits and bobs that we have to do, know that you can um make um the court can make an order in his absence okay all right so one more thing yeah after being married for over 30 years yeah um me not not being able to work due to her loans in being a high earner would i be what what would i be asking for could i ask for spouse maintenance potentially yes it's hard for me to say without knowing more about your case but based on the fact that It's a long marriage, so the starting yeah. point's always going to be 50-50. He's got a duty of responsibility to look after you after such a long time. And if you, um, if your earning capacity is so different, then um, you are what we call more vulnerable. And therefore, that's one reason um, of many that we move away from 50-50. So now we might be looking at 60-40 in your favour. As well as right. as well as spousal maintenance. So if you have a solicitor, make sure that they are, um, you know, factoring that in and and saying to you, actually, based on this, this, and this, we actually think that we should be asking for more than fifty percent. Okay, thank you very much. You're Thanks welcome. You Thanks, Bingo. Bye bye. Thank you. Bye bye. Um, striving for better. You are next up. Hi. Um. I'm a bit worried, really. Um, I've got three children, and one of them is the eldest, and they've started secondary school, yet the youngest two are still in primary school. Their dad has not bothered about them for the past two years. The last time we saw them was two years ago. There's no Christmas presents, no birthday presents, no nothing. Um, and then with the cost of living going up, I asked for £10 extra maintenance payments. He's just within the last year started paying regularly, and he's now threatening to take me to court. Um, he did see them, but there was issues with the dad. Um, he wasn't adhering to anything. He was quite mean. Um, he wasn't listening to anything that I had to say. There was no child arrangements. Um, he was quite pushy, quite nasty, quite interrogating and quite aggressive. He has been violent in the past um, when my daughter was very young and he was aggressive in the last um, encounter that we had. Now, the police did come round and they advised um, no contact until court and he's not bothered. So now he's threatening me and he's saying, and the school obviously are under because he's got PR, I'm really, really scared and I don't know where to go and I'm really, really, really worried. What's he taking you to court for? Um, to see the children again. 
because um, the police came around and they stopped him but, and they just basically said no contact. They advised and saying no contact until court. So they never went and he's not bothered about them. And now because of the £10 that I asked for, he's now threatened to take me to court. I so mean, really it, when you say threatened, is he, has he actually done it? Is he taking you to court? No, he's just no. threatened through yeah. text messages um, and um, he's threatened with social services. They've got, they are mentally stable. They are happy. Um, there is no concerns with school. They are very, very happy children. Um, currently with my partner, I've been with him for over five years. We are very stable, very happy. So if he were to come into their lives, it would be a massive disruption. He is remarried. He's been remarried for over coming up to five years, and that his wife wasn't very polite to the children when they were when they were there. Uh, it's just a whole mess, and I don't know where to turn. I mean, to, look, so I think scared. yeah, I wouldn't. Uh, don't be scared. That that's the first thing I would say. If he hasn't seen the children in two years, and he's not bothering to see them, all this, all this is is just. Um, He's angry, isn't it? It's a knee-jerk reaction. You've asked for more money because you you can't cope financially with the children. That's understandable, especially in these times. Um, and and therefore he's just he's just throwing his weight around. Um, don't ever be worried. Even if he makes the court application, that's fine. That's absolutely fine because he's he's had such a massive gap from seeing the children. And if we've got any safeguarding concerns, the most he's probably going to start off with is maybe a couple of hours on a Saturday morning or maybe even supervised contact. And with his track record, based on what you've told me, he's not going to bother, is he? Let's be honest. I think all of this is just, it's just a lot of... Um, smoke and mirrors because he's having a tantrum. Um, he want, he doesn't want to pay you any money. He's he's he he's probably knows how to push your buttons and he knows that you're going to be scared. Um, and he's intimidating you so that you know with the best will in the world you're going to back down. I mean, what's he going to go to social services about? What's he can? What's, what's he going to tell him? He hasn't seen the kids for two years. What what does he know? know. They're absolutely don't worry. Fine. They're really happy. They go yeah. to activities after school. We take them. I work, my partner doesn't live with me, but we've been together quite a while. He financially helps. I mean, we're such a settled family right now that he's just threatening because of the £10 that I asked for. He hasn't, it was my children's birthdays in the last few months and he hasn't even texted her anything. No Christmas, no birthday cards, no nothing. And now he's he's just saying, I'll take you to court. And I'm like, okay, but where do, what do I do to protect me and my children? But you, you haven't, you haven't, you haven't got to do anything to protect. And, and it's interesting that you go straight into justification mode. You know, you know, Trace, this is what's happened, but, but I'm doing well and the kids are okay and blah, blah, blah. You haven't got to justify it to me or to anybody else. He knows how to push your buttons. He knows that you are going to be so worried right now um, that chances are you'll retract that request for £10. You don't have to do anything. You don't have to be scared. You don't have to worry. All you do is hold your nerve and you ask for what you're rightfully owed. And if he makes the application, well, bring it on. Um, also, oh, sorry, one more thing before I let somebody else have a turn. Um, we very obviously, when we've been together for such a long time, it were almost almost eleven years, and um, they we shared a bank account. We shared a bank account, and um, due to maintenance payments, he was paying it in in a shared bank account which had his name on, and I can repeatedly told him come off, come off, come off, but it was paying money to himself does that make sense and I'm, I, I don't know 
Is that right? Well, it's a joint account, so we can do what he wants with it. It could, you know, if he, I, I, I literally wouldn't get caught up in in his games. I just wouldn't get caught up in it. I would just carry on with your life. Ask for someone on TikTok has just said, "Call his bluff and ask for twenty pound." Um, <laughs> but just, just <laughs> Lee has said that. Um, just honestly, just, just carry on. If, if, if you're entitled to ask for more money, and CMS or whatever route you're going down has said that you can do that, then do it. And and don't get caught up in all the peripheral stuff. Honestly, it's not worth it. It's not worth it. Mm-hmm. No, I follow you. Thank you so much. Oh, you're, you're welcome. Thank you. Oh, you're welcome. Bye-bye. Bye. You know, sometimes we forget that in family law. And when we're in a relationship, they get to know us really well, really well. And they know all our insecurities and they know all our worries and all our Achilles heel and, and they know. And and of course, when we separate, if, if you're separating from somebody that's actually not very nice, then they're going to use all of that. You know, that's all in their toolbox to use um, and, and you can always tell when somebody comes on and they ask a question and then immediately justify their position because actually um, she's feeling very intimidated and that's all it is sometimes it's being able to say to somebody look have confidence that those kids are absolutely fine the school aren't taking them um, I have no concerns and social services have no concerns so who is somebody that hasn't seen the children for two years what gives them the right to come along and start throwing the weight around? Over 10 quid, honestly. Fui, you are next on the list. Whenever you're ready, ask me a question. I feel like that should be a little jingle. Ask me a question. Maybe we should have a little jingle in between people. So I'm going to divorce last year. Um, we went to child court for final hearing in June. I got um, every other weekend and half the school holidays because that's all my son wanted by the time we got to final hearing. Um, He's now, my son's 13, he's now refusing to see me on my every other weekends. And this happened just after we went to financial um, resolution hearing where my ex, who's still in the house, refused to agree. Yeah. Um, The judge said it would be, um, I'm entitled to 50% and they need to, he needs to sell the house to, to let me have that 50%. Obviously, he doesn't want to sell the house, so he refused to agree. So even though my son says it's nothing to do with the finances, he's now refusing to speak to me, refusing to come to me at the weekends and see me at all. Um, I'm just a bit worried that if I take out an enforcement order on my ex for, for not allowing contact, even though he says he is allowing, it's it's my son that's making decision. Yeah. Um, that's going to jeopardise, because basically what my financial settlement depends on is yeah. that the fact that I've got shared care and and a need to house my son yeah I think I think try and separate everything is the first thing I would say um so so try not to place so much emphasis on the fact that you've got shared care and finances and and it all and it all sort of you know hangs on that because that will drive you mad um that's the first thing I would say the second thing is I probably at, at 13 I don't know that I'd be suggesting going back to court because ultimately if you get a court order that then forces the child and it won't actually force the child all it will say is that dad has to make the child available but any apprehension that your son has may be exaggerated because you've gone back to court and I would maybe come at it with a different route and try to 
you know, speak to your son, mediation, family mediation, um, that sort of thing. Because I feel that your son probably needs an opportunity to not be caught up in the middle of this. And I'm not saying that you're doing that, but because you said to me, this has come at the same time as our financial remedy proceedings, I feel that if dad is putting some influence on on the son, which is what you're insinuating, that he's, he's gonna feel caught up. Your son is gonna feel caught up in the middle. And and a potential enforcement application is going to exacerbate that. So I would be looking right. at some sort of other family remedy, you know, some sort of other mediation, ADR, something like that, and using other third parties and support groups to help. Um, and okay. keeping it very, very simple. He does have a, a counselling session each week with the school, yeah. but he's already told the school that he wants to keep home life and school life separate. So... You know, mediation, I guess I'd have to pay for that. And you it's just getting him to, to the mediation. Yeah. Because he is now basically living with his dad full time. Yeah. And don't just think mediation, think counselling, you know, um, as, as opposed to mediation that try to get a couple or, or parties to, you know, agree on something. And what we're trying to then do is agree to him having contact with you, perhaps counselling to maybe identify why he doesn't want to have a relationship with you, to identify mm. how it's important to have a relationship with you. You know, it, it it's about having a mom and a dad. And maybe he just wants some flexibility in, in the contact. Maybe he wants to be able to make some choices for himself. We both know that it's coming from dad he keeps saying i'm i'm 13 i want to make my own choices he's not happy with my new partner never has been there's been no safeguarding issues the section 7 report which was carried out a year ago last may and my ex asked for a a new one to be carried out in the final hearing kafkas wouldn't agree with it they said basically the the biggest problem that he has is that his mum and dad have got conflict they obviously both clearly love him he clearly loves but the problem is the longer it's gone on, yeah. the more time he's been with his dad and his, and his dad's yeah. family. Yeah, and and, the, and you, um, you you don't know what sort of... Put... He says all the right things, you know, like, I, I believe that Finley should have a... Oh God, I said his name. He should have a, a relationship with his mum. And he says all the right things on messages. Yeah, yeah. And, but behind closed doors, yeah. it's a different story. And it and it's almost like, like I, I've been... I've turned up to the school... On Friday, tried to pick him up. He walked straight past me, went straight to my mother-in-law's car. But it's almost like they want me to kick off so that they can go back to court and say, look, she's unfit. We need to vary the order. And I think this is where potentially counselling would help because rather than the adults worrying about how they look or what the other, you know, it's all about perception, isn't it? Well, he's trying to make me kick off and she's trying to do this and she's trying to undermine me and all the rest of it. We've got a 13-year-old boy here who probably came out of school that afternoon and thought, oh, crikey, you know, what do I do now? Mom's there. But if I go and say hello to mom, then the grandmother might be like, why do you say hello to your mother for? And we've told you what she's like and blah, 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 blah. And maybe he was feeling so caught up in the middle. So I think counselling, I mean, it's going to be an uphill battle because obviously it's not just the dad by the sounds of it you're up against the the ex-mother-in-law yeah Yeah, so but but i think counseling would stand him in good stead and just allow him that freedom for half the school holiday so october half term is my week yeah and it's my birthday next week and i'm going to pick him up from school for my birthday and have him overnight it's in the order yeah but he's already told me yeah quite calmly on the phone on speakerphone with his dad no doubt present 
that he's he's not going to do that. He's not going to come with me. And that's fine. And he, that that that's fine. My parents who live yeah. 200 miles away. Yeah. At, at half term. Yeah. And my ex has emailed them saying. I'm willing to bring bring him down, but only for two days. But you have to make sure that his mum won't be there because he definitely doesn't want to see her. Yeah, and it's it's just awful. It's yeah, it, it it is awful. Ne- never challenge him. Never challenge what he's telling you because we don't know if it's actually coming from him. Just go along with it. But but I think you do need, as the parent, to have something else running parallel alongside. And I think counselling, in this instance, might be a good start. Okay. And, and I, do, I don't organise that through the school. I just have to organise that myself and... and try you, and get him to whichever way to you want to... you you could start by going through school because i'm sure that they'll have you know um contacts or people that they could recommend so definitely start there um doesn't mean that it's a school counselor but they may be able to to suggest somebody and signpost you okay all thank right you. good luck well, thanks so much you're thank welcome you. bye bye, bye. It's hard, isn't it? We've got a slight parental alienation and we've got teenage children and, you know, we all know that teenage children are going through it anyway with everything that they've got going on, the peer pressure and the hormones and everything else. And then we have a little bit of, you know, parental conflict and and it does make for quite a um, testing time. Um, And sometimes it's better to just take your foot off the gas slightly um, and just look at things from a different viewpoint, maybe get some counselling or mediation or whatever. It's very bespoke to, to that family. Anyway, there we go. We're after seven. We've done another hour. I hope that you guys enjoyed that content. I know I enjoyed listening to you and making some suggestions. Um, I'm back here again tomorrow at six. Um, Next week, guys, I'm going to switch it up a bit and I'm going to do five till six. But this week, I'll continue to do six till seven. Okay, so I'm just like putting it out there, giving you guys a good week's notice. So um, until tomorrow, Discord, thank you for joining me in the lounge. Please come back again tomorrow evening um, and I will try and answer some more of your questions. Apologies, as always, to those of you still left with your hand up. um, But come back tomorrow. Missy, you're always here, so I'll get round to you tomorrow or you can drop me an email um, in the meantime and I will say goodnight. See you tomorrow at six. Cheers, guys. Bye bye.